Welcome to the Frederick Democrats podcast, a production of the Frederick County Democratic Central Committee. I'm your host, Josh Kramer, and with me today are our two newest members, our appointees to the Central Committee, uh, Gabe Casuto and Regan Riley. Welcome, guys. So I had a couple questions for them uh, in regards to now being on the Central Committee and what that is like uh, as the newest members. And uh, just a little bit of history here. I was also originally appointed to the Central Committee. Uh, so I, I share this experience with both Gabe and Regan. One of the other things though, and I want to kind of get into before I bring on the guests here, I, w- I want to talk a little bit about appointments and why they're so important to what the Central Committee does. One of the jobs of the Central Committee is to make appointments. Now, most often this happens with Central Committee members, uh, but occasionally there comes a time when you have a vacancy of a Democratic uh, elected official and they need to have an appointment uh, to fill that vacancy. It's the job of the Central Committee to make recommendations to the governor to fill those vacancies. So that's just one of the things that I think is always really important when considering who to vote for when you're looking at uh, Central Committee elections. And recently, just this year in, in Maryland, of course, was the passing of Speaker Michael Bush and his successor, uh, at least to his district, District 30 in Anne Arundel County, uh, was selected by the Central Committee of that county. Uh, so with that, I do want to bring on our guests, uh, uh, Regan and Gabe. And the first question that I have for them is, what about things that you think the Central Committee or just Democrats in general need to do in order to be more successful? And we'll start with Regan on that one. Thank you, Josh. I think one of the things that Democrats need to make sure that they're doing in order to be more successful is to really look back on the different innovations in campaigning and getting people elected that have worked and what have not in the past and always learn and build upon them. I know um, one of the things that has developed in canvassing as an example is an extreme use of data and trying to collect as much data as you can and then utilizing that data towards the very end to really push up until the last moment on election day to get as many people that favor Democratic candidates out to the polls. To uh, work off what Regan said, um, I definitely think that something very, very effective when it comes to campaigning that the Democrats uh, need to need to do and will find success in is bridging the gap between constituent vote slash voter and the candidate. That I think was the biggest kind of hurdle uh, when when running because a lot of times people vote you know people vote they don't meet they have never met the person that they're voting for you can just you know most of the time that's true for obviously president most of the time that's true for senator but it's you know meet and greets and just having the candidate meet the voter at the eye level goes a long way because it it transit you know transitions from just being a name on a board because now there's a face there's a personality associated with it you know as long as candidate is not is very pleasant with people which ideally they should be um that you know that bridge 
really does enhance the relationship between voter and candidate. And I think that goes a long way. People remember if the governor or a candidate for governor visits the Frederick Fair. You know, people would, you know, tell me at the Democratic tent that, uh, you know, Martin O'Malley never came out to the Frederick Fair. And, you know, the Frederick Fair is extremely big. It's very tied into the culture of the city. If you're not showing up there, you, I don't know what you're doing. So I do think there, there's a, a personal angle to, uh, to attack this at that I think is very effective when done right. My next question to you has to do with the skills and the experience that each of you bring to the Central Committee. And one of the things that I guess I had the luxury of uh, that, you know, both of you didn't get, although uh, I know Regan was able to sit in on one of those, was the, the interviews, you know, the, the process for uh, selecting who is going to be appointed to the Central Committee. And I can tell you that, you know, from the candidates that we had in, in both of those, uh, for both of those appointments, just absolutely incredible uh, talent and, and great people. And so th that the two of you were appointed, I think, speaks very highly uh, to the skills and experience that you both bring to the Central Committee, uh, even though you are two of the youngest people on the Central Committee. And of course, the Democratic Central Committee is made up of 12 people, six men and six women. Uh, so I'll start out with, uh, with Gabe on this one. Uh, the skills and experience that you bring to the Central Committee. As far as kind of my political experience goes, it's uh, only been a couple years, but I've worked for the previous congressman and I helped get the current congressman elected. So it's kind of like tied into kind of uh, federal level expertise and kind of relations go. Uh, that's kind of where that comes from. But also, you know, I was born and raised in Frederick County. Uh, I was born at FMH. Went to Brunswick High School, went to Hood College. So my entire education has been within Frederick County. As the, you know, the youngest member, I'm only a couple years from graduation, so I do still have a lot of contacts back at Hood College. Uh, I have friends at FCC that kind of the the two local higher education uh, spaces in Frederick County. I've got the connections there. Uh, I do think that is kind of like uh, what I bring. Also, as far as the mem the current members of the uh, Central Committee where everyone lives. I do think I'm the only one from the Knoxville, Brunswick area, which, you know, is an important part of the county. So part of what I bring um, to the Democratic Central Committee here in Frederick County comes from what I was doing in during the last campaign cycle in 2018. I basically went through the entire gauntlet of everything that goes into running a campaign. Um, when I started with Aruna Miller back in September, 2017 for her campaign um, I was thrown into doing finance and scheduling and setting up meet and greets and then into further aspects of campaigning including uh, political messaging and things of the like um, <clears throat> come she of course uh, was did not get through the primary um, however I was um, selected to be a part of the Maryland um, House caucus campaign where I got thrown right into field and getting people elected and current including our current um, delegates for district 3b Ken Kerr so that entire cycle threw me the threw me through that gauntlet of everything that goes into campaigning for the most part 
And Regan, of course, one of the things that I will forever be indebted to you uh, is is for your work on the District 3B campaign and helping to get Ken Kerr elected to oust a Republican incumbent uh, so that now I am represented in the House of Delegates by not just a Democrat, but a really great Democrat in, in Ken Kerr. Uh, so the, the final question that I had for the two of you this evening uh, in this podcast is, what can Democrats do better, uh, especially here in Frederick County, to attract younger voters? I mean, the Democrats tend to have a pretty good uh, a, a pretty good uh, majority in terms of younger voters, but always one of the big problems is that we can't get them to turn out to vote in large numbers. And being that you are two of the youngest members of the Central Committee, what are some of the things that you see? Where might the Democratic Party be falling short? What are maybe some of the issues that the Democratic Party could do a better job uh, at, at, at addressing? Uh, just your thoughts on that. And, and we'll start with Gabe on that one. Well, I do feel that there is a large portion of uh, the youth that is just very, very cynical about the political process, both at the local and at the federal level, especially with what's been going on last with the current presidential administration. It's hard to convince anyone to invest time, effort, passion, and your, you know, uh, constitutionally given right to a say to actually do this this, you know, twice a year process that really does not require that much time or effort to be relatively well-informed. And overcoming that cynicism that people have in it, I feel is very difficult, especially if you don't have kind of a lightning rod that you, you know, a common factor issue that reaches to all of that age demographic in this county. Because I don't, I, I don't, you know, off the top of my head, I can't name a, a hot button, like a big national issue that applies to all of Frederick County's youth. You know, like not all of Frederick County's youth care about student debt because it doesn't affect all of them. You know, the environment should be the good, the great unifier and wanting to maintain the planet, the only planet that we live on, but it doesn't seem to be. And, you know, it, that seems overcoming the cynicism of the youth, I think, is because if they did turn out to vote, if we had, you know, you know, 80 percent turnout and youth vote, we would we would run this place just based on the numbers alone. I think also a large part of, you know, getting the younger voters more engaged, not just getting them out to vote, but also getting them engaged with the political process is having other young people doing the same. Um, you see time and time and again, you might have a younger volunteer come in that door, but if there aren't other younger younger volunteers that are there at the same time, um, they're less likely to come back. I think Gabe and I have both seen this on multiple occasions. So in a lot of ways, being very engaged is very social as well. It doesn't have to be a large like drive just to get votes out. It's a social experience. You're making friends. You're networking. And if there's, I urge any younger individual who wants to get engaged, please come out. Gabe and I will be at a lot of Democratic Party things, and we're trying to get a lot more people to come out with us so we can actually have a good time together, make 
friends and do everything like that, it really, really helps to keep them engaged that way. I see Gabe's point in seeing the, uh, the, the cynicism. I mean, I, I don't want to think that young people are, are cynics, but uh, especially when, you know, you see people like the current president who just seems so tone deaf to uh, the issues that, that younger people are going through. But uh, absolutely important to have that that kind of social connection. And, uh, you know, when, when all said and done, really, this is about our communities and the places we live. Uh, so thank you both, uh, Regan and Gabe, for coming out and being on the podcast today. Very much appreciate it. Uh, so I've been Josh Kramer, and uh, this the music for this podcast is written and performed by David Fitzwater. And I just want to make everybody aware of our website, www.frederickdemocrats.org. Uh, one of the great things there is uh, you can look at our calendar of events and see everything that's coming up. Uh, and you can also join our small donor program, Club Blue. Uh, please consider making donations to the party as well. Thanks so much for listening.